We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I'm Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and the FFPC. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman and the FFPC on Twitter at FFPC. Before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners only 10% discount to Rotoviz by using the code RVRADIO2022. That's RVRADIO2022. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the Rotoviz content and tools, and it supports the podcast channel. Now, without further ado, here's the latest edition of the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown. Welcome in, everyone, to the latest edition of the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown. I am your host, Eric Balkman. Before we get into our guest, I do want to remind you that the Football Guys Early Bird promo is active for a $35 discount at myffpc.com. Remember, if you're registering prior to June 30th and drafting prior to July 15th, you'll get a free $35 discount, uh, $35 uh, team credit to your account. We'll do that up to three times as well. The best ball tournament and grand uh, grand prize and prize pool has been doubled $200,000 um, for just $125 entry fee. Uh, that could be your grand prize, 200K. Uh, make sure you're joining that. And of course, the inaugural Superflex best ball tournament that's going on right now. $35 uh, entry fee could win you 10 grand. Dynasty startups available. Plenty of slow, live, and sit and go, uh, sit and go best ball options all available at myffpc.com. Uh, let's bring in tonight's guest or this afternoon's guest, I should say. We're talking with Bob Hoog, a champion of four FFPC high-stakes fantasy football leagues. We're going to dis- uh, discuss the drafts he's already completed so far in the 2022 Football Guys Players Championship as he chases a $500,000 grand prize. You follow him on Twitter at Hoog underscore Robert. Please welcome in four-time FFPC league champ, Bob Hoog. Bob, welcome into the program, man. Hey, Bucky. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Excited to have you on. Excited to pick your brain. I know it's been a while, um, but let's yeah. get right into it and talk a, a little bit about uh, James Cook because the Bills invested uh, some pretty good draft capital into him this year. Are you also willing to invest some FF, uh, FFPC or football guys draft capital uh, in 2022 as well? Totally. I, I, I started getting him in about the ninth round, I think, and he's, and he's creeping up to the eighth. 
uh, where I think he's still a great value there. Um, you know, they, they tried to get McKissick, um, right. Right. And they couldn't. So, you know, clearly I think they have a role in mind, uh, you know, and, and they, they can't let Josh Allen, you know, run as much as he has, I think this, you know, uh, as he gets later into his career. So, uh, I think, uh, it's a great offense to get a piece of. And so I'm, uh, I love this guy. Um, you think the bills would have drafted James Cook had they kept McKissick? No, in- I don't know. Not at that. I, I don't think so with that spot. I mean, yeah. Um, and, and so obviously the role that, that, like you said, they have a role in mind for him and he's definitely, I was trying to get the, um, the, and shout out to fantasy mojo, Darren Armani, who, um, does all this ADP data, um, make sure you're signing up for his service, fantasymojo.com. James Cook, as you mentioned, um, is, is creeping up the draft boards in the football guys players championship over the last seven days. He is now, um, 806 on average. Now he's in the middle of the eighth round gone as high as the 602. So Make sure yeah. you're getting them if you like them. Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, Chase Edmonds territory there uh, for James Cook. Um, let's talk about a, a team near and dear to my heart, the Green yeah. Bay Packers. Aaron Jones. Now, this is a guy, and I'll let you wax poetic on him shortly, but this is a guy I'm like, man, no Devontae Adams. This dude is going to crush it for fantasy this year. Every single time Devontae Adams missed Aaron, and Aaron Jones is healthy, he had a massive game catch-wise. He's going to catch a ton of passes. Is this why, and maybe you could give some other reasons, why Aaron Jones should be a target for FFPC drafters in the second round this season. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like you've been looking at my boards because Jones, is, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe along with cook. I mean, Jones is, you know, one of my most roster guys. I mean, if he's there in the second round, I'm taking him uh, for sure. Uh, for that reason, is it, I mean, are you predicting a Bafo season? Because- totally. I mean, I, I just think that, uh, you, you know, uh, Rogers goes to his favorites, right? Adams is gone. So there's a lot of vacated targets. Um, and, and, you know, to me, the fact that Dylan's there is actually a positive, right? Cause it means Jones isn't burdened with those low value touches. You know, I mean, he's, he's going to get receptions. He'll get some goal line work. And so, you know, uh, I, I really like him there. You're taking him over Fournette and Barkley, right? Aaron Jones. Uh, I Fournette definitely recently, uh, I'm, I'm liking Barkley more now. And I think just to diversify, if I had the choice today, I might go with Barkley just because I've got a bunch of Jones. What's the reason that you're liking Barkley a little bit more now? Is there anything that stands uh, you from OTAs? You know, just being in the New York area and hearing about like how good he looks, and you know they're going to use him in the passing game, and and Dayball is you know a hundred times better than the coaching <laughs> pad, right? So, um, yeah, I, I just I, I think there's a chance he could just really go off, and you know I I, I think some exposure is uh, is prudent. Uh, James White is going in the 17th round of football guys drafts right now. Um, are you in favor of taking a guy who, you know, granted when he's healthy, we kind of know what he's going to do in New England. We know what his role is. We know he's the pass catcher there. Are you in favor of taking a guy like James White in the 17th? Or um, would you be more likely to take a risk on like a lottery ticket type running back, a one injury away type guy? Um, how are you utilizing those late round picks, specifically I, in the 17th when James White is is looking like a pick for you? Yeah, I've I've had White and I have taken White, um, but since I saw the picture of him at camp, I'm not taking him anymore. Um, he's he's gained some weight for sure, mm-hmm. um, and you know they they drafted two more backs. So I, you know, as far as the concept, I I think it's you know I, I always try to get at least one just pure pass catching back you know, in the draft just for bye weeks and stuff. And so 
whether it's McKissick or not, <clears throat> Naheem Hines, who go a little higher. Um, you know, I, I like to have a guy that's, you know, got a floor. Um, so uh, wherever I get him, I get him. But other than that, uh, you know, I, I do go for, you know, like the Matt Breida or somebody. You okay. Know, so, uh, at that area. Yeah. So it's just so like in case of emergency, you can plug this guy in as one of your flexes or like, yeah, I like to, yeah. McKissick's great for that. You know, um, um, has, I mean, are those the guys this year then McKissick, you mentioned Brita. Um, then the other one that you mentioned the past, Oh, Naheem Hines. Are, have those, those been the guys a little bit that role in drafts. Yeah. A little bit. And then, you know, um, once I saw that it, you know, white may not be fully back. I, I took Pierre strong a couple of times. Oh um, yeah because he may inherit that role there, you know, so. Anything's um, possible with a Patriots running back. Yeah, right. right. We, we never know. We never know what we're getting into, which is yeah. good and bad. Um, you mentioned Brian Dable, big fan of the upgrade in coaching from uh, the Joe Judge staff to Brian Dable. Um, talked about how you, you're getting a, warming up to Barkley a little bit. What about the wideouts there with Dable coming in? Is, is there any love for any of the Giants wideouts that, that I mean, you think, uh, I think people should be drafting? Love is a strong word, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm willing to take a chance on Galladay in the 11th, like every time. Um, you know, I mean, typically at that point, he's maybe your fifth, or at least for me, my fifth receiver. Relying on him too much, but you know, he's had, you know, he's been a wide receiver one in the past, I believe. Uh, he, he's not that old, and you know, I'm definitely of the belief that Daniel Jones. Um, you know, isn't as bad as his reputation. I, I think under a good coach, um, you know, he could he could get some things done. So I, you know, I, I, at the at cost, I, I think that uh, that Galladay is a, a good a good play. Um, uh, um, Wandale Robinson was the rookie they drafted in the second round, and I yep. know they're big big fans of Kadarius Tony because they took him in the first round last year. Any love for those guys, or does the pedigree? I love, not, I love, not, go ahead. I, I love Tony's potential, and I mean he's like uh, a highlight waiting to happen every time he gets a ball. Um, but the fact that they they drafted this other guy makes me really wonder what their plans for Tony are. And you know he's from the the prior regime as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, That's a good point. You know I'm I'm sort of yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not investing too heavily in, in either one of those guys. Um, how uh, how do you compare the value? And I, I'll for the listeners I'll bring this up. The, the draft value that you get between waiting to select T Higgins um, or, or drafting Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar Chase currently wide receiver three at the 107. T yeah. Higgins, you can get wide receiver 11 at the 305. So there's almost two full rounds separating these guys. Bob, are you of the opinion that waiting on Higgins and getting those extra two rounds is, is the way to go if you're married to drafting a Bengals receiver? I mean, absolutely. If you think you can get them, um, I've, I've done that and not gotten them. Um, but, you know, and, uh, you know, objectively, you know, either guy could have the better year between the two of them, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, Chase is probably, you know, the better prospect and, and ultimately the better guy, but he also draws the coverage. I think, you know, Higgins, uh, you know, could, should resemble uh, Chase's numbers by the end of the year. And he's, and he's two rounds later. So, mm. So these guys are very close for you. Uh, very. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, if you look at the splits and stuff, uh, in the second half of the year, Higgins, you know, for the most part was, was right there with Chase. I mean, Chase had a, a blow up game or two for sure. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, and, and then, you know, think of who you're getting 
you're adding to your team with those two high draft choices in addition to Higgins, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all the takeaway. Like what are you giving up for chase and what are you getting with, with Higgins by waiting on him? What right. does Tyler Boyd figure in, into the equation for you at all? in fantasy? I can, you know, uh, not for me because I can never figure out when to play him. I mean, right. you know, um, so no, I mean, he's, you know, in real football, he's, he's great. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for running backs, I'll, I'm happy to get a, 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 a floor guy right, to plug in in, in a bye week. But for receivers, you know, I, I don't, I don't usually do that, particularly because there's always one on the way <clears throat> on waivers. You know, you know, there's there's always going to be a receiver, you know, forecasted for nine or ten points on waivers, and so I, I tend not to go uh, for guys like Boyd. Um, let's talk about Will Fuller here, uh, a guy that, quite frankly, I thought would have been signed by now um, as we're into June. This is a guy that um, when he's been healthy, I think about, was it even last year or two years ago, he was healthy and he was like a top 10 wide receiver. Like it was insane how good he yeah. was. And yeah. now, you know, you obviously get the PED suspension or whatever. And I don't know if teams are factoring that in, like, you know, maybe part of the reason he was so good was because he was doing it the wrong way. I don't know, but whatever that, you know, that's beside the point. Knowing what we know as fantasy drafters, since Will Fuller is unsigned by an NFL team, should he not be a, a member of anybody's roster and football guys drafts right now? Um, you know, I, I think I've gotten him late, like 18th round or something, um, you know, in case he winds up like on the Packers or, you know, in, in a really good spot. But, you know, the longer it goes on, it just, it, to me, it seems like the less likely somebody's, well, I'm sure somebody will, you know, he'll probably play, but not in one of those great situations that we hope he goes to, I think. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting, and, and plus since we haven't seen him play in so long, right? I mean, right. who knows if it's an injury issue, I just, you know, too much, too much mystery really for me. Um, I was talking with Mark Salinas uh, about this on the last road of his high stakes lowdown. And I asked him about when you're drafting in these football guys leagues late, late in the, in the draft, are you purposely going for players like Fuller players like, um, you know, where, where something could happen, but if it doesn't for the preseason waiver wire, these guys are easy drops. Then are you purposely looking for guys that will either be a slam dunk to make your team or a slam dunk to cut? That's that's yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, you know, there are the waivers before the season. And so he's, a, he's an easy guy to, uh, to drop Julio Jones is another guy like that. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, but uh, yeah. I drafted Julio Jones for the first time in years, like a month or so ago, because I never wanted to pay the price. And now it was like 20th round. And I'm like, ah, fine, I'll just do it. Um, yeah. Getting back to the uh, to the Patriots here for a second. Hunter Henry is going off the board as a 17th tight end in the 12th round. Now, I know he's a little bit polarizing. Um, you know, I listen to other FFPC uh, high stakes podcasts or whatever. Um, I know he's a little polarizing. Some people just hate him. But the 12th round in tight end premium, are football guys and FFPC drafters letting Henry fall too far? Um, yeah, I don't know about the round, but the, like 17th tight end, I think is is ridiculous. You know, I mean, he's he's a good talent, and he's he's got a rapport with with Mac Jones. Um, you know, I know I know last year a lot of you know he was very heavy on touchdowns, and so there might be some regression uh, coming in that way, but. Um, 
you, you know, I, I think he's a great value at, at, the, at the price. I mean, he, you know, he's not going to wind up being your tight end, you know, the tight end one or two or something like that. But I, I think he'll have another, you know, another solid year. I, tight ends are so hard to figure out um, for me. It seems anyway. like it's getting harder. It's getting yeah. harder to figure him out. You know? Yeah. Um, so, if, yeah. If you don't have with, Kelsey or, you, you know, Waller, one of the top guys, I mean, it's a crapshoot. That's what I was going to ask you. Is this when you're in football guys drafts? Are you trying to get one of those early tight end guys so you don't have to worry about the position throughout the season? I don't think I've done it that much this year. Um, I'm, I'm willing to if it if it falls that way. You know, I, I would take Kelsey towards uh, towards the end of the first. I, I think um, I've taken Pitts in the second a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm ha- I'm more than willing to to wait and you know let let just get like a you know, a couple of different guys and, and see what, see what transpires. The, the other thing is I've had decent uh, luck recently, last couple of years, getting tight ends on waivers. Mm. So last year, you know, I, I, I got, um, uh, oh God, the guy from Buffalo. Um, oh, Dawson Knox. Yeah. Got, got Dawson Knox uh, in a few different places. And so I, you know, sometimes I think if I have a, a, you know, one of the top guys, I'm going to be less willing to move on waivers if somebody looks good early on, you know. Um, but, yeah. That's the, be- be- that's the beauty of the dual flex in the FFPC. I don't right. know, I spot, spot him for a tight end. I just stick him in flex, yeah. get, get point and a half per catch for him there as well. Yeah. Um, speaking of tight ends, Brevin Jordan, is he going to be – actually, let me hold off on Brevin Jordan. Let's wrap yeah. up the Patriots talk. Yeah. Seemed like Hunter Henry, 17th tight end, that's too low for you. Are there any other Patriots pass catchers, tight ends or receivers that you're on this year that you like? Because that's, that's a tough offense to figure out for fantasy. It, it's a tough one to figure out. Um, I think that um, in best ball, uh, I think Kendrick Bourne is way undervalued. Mm. Um, if you look at, uh, you know, if you look at some of his metrics, you know, yards per target, uh, uh, you know, uh, routes. Um, I mean, he just, he's, he's, great with the ball in his hands and I think they're going to try to get it to him more just not every week you know I'd, I'd never know when when to play him in redraft right um, but I think from a best ball perspective he's pretty good and you know I know we just talked about Henry um I don't think it's impossible that we see more from John Smith this year either um I, you know I've heard some of the camp reports were good uh they've got a ton of money in them um and so I just sort of keep my eye on them um, and the, the rookies that they, was it last year? They had the Dalton oh. Keen and, and th- those guys are nothing, obviously. I right? mean, yeah, I, I, Keen, I think, you know, may make the roster as a fullback, but then they're saying they're not going to have a true fullback. And so I, I don't know. And then Asiasi is, I think just, you know, a bust, unfortunately. And they don't, we don't even, we don't even know the offensive coordinator, the Patriots, <laughs> have never been they've been cryptic before they've never been this cryptic it's it's right. bizarre really really fun but bizarre and maddening brevin jordan is he going to be a thing in houston this season we're always looking for tight ends um yeah. in, in the ffpc is brevin jordan going to be uh worthwhile to have in your roster I, I i think he's fine as uh as your second tight end um i think i just where you know i kept getting snipes guy guys kept coming off the board and you know Jordan was still there in like the, I don't know, 17th, 18th or something like that. Um, and, you know, I, I, he's got just as much chance of, of, you know, being credible as a half dozen other guys, I think. So, um, I, you know, I think he's fine, especially for the price. That's a weird offense too. It, like 
I, I, it seems, I mean, like I'm a Brandon Cooks guy. I, I think for, where he's going in drafts, I'm totally on board with that. Um, what about for redraft purposes? Do you like the second year guy, Nico Collins? Do you like the rookie John Metri who's coming off the ACL tear? Either of those guys on your radar right now for redraft leagues? No, no, not at all. Cooks for sure. Um, but again, it's, it, it comes down to, you know, with the wide receivers, uh, you know, I, over the years I've kind of evolved into, you know, someone who drafts very high round, you know, very high wide receivers um, just so I can just stick them in there and, and not have to figure out when to play them. Right. The running backs, you can kind of see a matchup, right. If, uh, if, if Damian Harris is hurt, okay, now I play Stevenson. Right. I mean, the, the wide receivers, I'm, I'm just no good at figuring out when the lower guys are going to, you know, uh, be worth playing. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you find yourself, because I feel like, like, you know, I draft in KFFSC every year in that format, it's two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, one flex. And I feel like in that format, I always try to get a running back early, pound the yep. receivers then, and yep. then just build up the running backs later, just in quantity rather than quality. Because um, with that, with that position to me, is always more like opportunity rather than talent. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's such attrition, right. That, uh, you know, you know, some of these, some of the, what was it? The Ravens last year were down to like, you know, their fourth or fifth guys. <laughs> yeah, it's so, nasty. Really yeah. nasty. Yeah. Um, Cole Komet is another, we're talking about polarizing tight ends, Hunter Henry, yep. Brevin Jordan, now Cole Komet. Um, what end of the spectrum are you on? Is this again? Now I, I look at it from this standpoint, uh, Bob, and I don't want to like try to twist anything here or get you to say something, but this guy was heavily involved in the passing offense last year, just did not score any touchdowns. Yep. I feel like he's still going to be heavily involved in the pass offense. And I think he's going to get some touchdowns this year. So I like him quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he had the the worst touchdown rate of anyone in the league last year. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, even know he, if he had a rate. He had zero touchdowns. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> he had like an infinite 0. 0.0 rate. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, <laughs> tight so, end, yeah. But tight end 13 in the middle of the 10th right now. 
that, uh, yeah, I mean, that's fine. He's, he's sort of like my worst case first tight end. You know, if I'm loading up on other positions, you know, I'll take him and then I'll, I'll take someone, you know, just after him as well. Um, just so I, I've got a couple of different options, but I, you know, to be honest, I don't have a strong feeling. I mean, he's, he'd probably be a, a better player in a different situation. You know, I mean, I, I try to avoid the bears as, uh, as much as possible. So um, <laughs> especially this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Komet, um, uh, if, let me ask you this, not, not a Komet question. If you wait on tight end to like, let's say eight, nine, maybe 10 of them are off the board and you try to grab one right there. Do you grab another one then right away too? Yeah, typically, typically, um, just, you know, I, and I don't know, maybe it's not a lot of reason behind it, but it just, it just seems safer that if you get, you know, if, if you, if you get commit that you've also got like Henry and you know, something like that as, as opposed to uh, commit and then waiting all the way down for like a Brevin Jordan or something like that. I mean, that's, yeah. I would, it, 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 it makes perfect sense. I do the same, not only with, with uh, tight end, but I do the same at quarterback too. Like I feel like this year I'm drafting quarterback a little bit earlier than I normally do, which is like a cardinal sin for me. Um, but when, whenever I wait on quarterback, I feel like if, if 11, 12, 13 of them are off the board and I usually try to grab quarterback 14 and 16 or 14 and 15, um, just to kind of make sure I'm, I'm okay at, at the position after waiting that long. Um, yep. we have waited this long to ask you this question, Bob, final question for you. Yep. Can you give us a player, uh, that maybe we have discussed, maybe we haven't discussed yet that you're really excited about drafting this season in the football guys players championship. And then another player that you know you're not going to have any shares of, or maybe very little shares of. Maybe he falls to an insane level, and you're like, okay, I'll take him now. But a player yeah. that you don't envision having a whole lot of. Well, we you know we talked about a couple of guys there, but um, you know I, I, um, I did a draft recently where I really waited on quarterback, wound up with Derek Carr, um, and I liked the way that that went because I was able to go you know really get good depth at running back and receiver, and I feel fine with Carr. I mean, he's not going to be you know, a top three or four quarterback, but, you know, I think it will be solid. And I think, you know, they're going to have a lot of spike weeks, you know, I mean, that division, you know, it's, you know, loading up on the AFC West is, uh, is a pretty good strategy. I think so. Um, so he's a guy that I think going forward, I'm, I'm going to try to target uh, a little bit more. What about, um, um just real quick, before, yeah. before you move on to the player, you don't want Hunter Renfro. He's not going to duplicate what he did last year with Devonte Adams there. Is he a nice buy for you right now? Have you been? Picking I think up so. Him? Yeah, I, I've been getting him in like in the seventh round. Um, you know, I mean, I I, I think you know everybody's saying that um, with with Waller and uh, Adams and Renfro that you know they're not all going to get their targets. I I just feel like he's going to get his. Um, you know, the uh, McDaniel has has utilized the slot you know quite a bit in his career, um, and so I just you know I like Renfro and I. I also like the fact that, uh, again, they're going to be, you know, in that division, there's going to be a lot of high scoring games and, you know, it's, it's just good to have a guy, you know, in your, in your flex, let's say who, um, you know, who should be soaking up a bunch of targets. What about a player you're avoiding this year in drafts? Yeah. Um, you know, one, one guy I can't figure out is Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I, you know, people are getting him in the sixth round. I guess, you know, if next week he comes back and he looks healthy, then wow, you've, you know, you've definitely probably got a two or three round bargain on him, but um, just having not seen him play in so long, 
and and just you know just not having you know you get sort of the cursory uh comments that oh he's coming along and this and that i i you know i, I don't really I don't trust that. And, you know, and look at what they did, right. They drafted a receiver in the first round and then they, they signed Jarvis Landry. So, you know, I just, I, uh, I'm, I'm just not that confident. About him. My, my confidence, it goes down almost every week. You know, it, it seems like, cause we haven't, it's been like a year and a half since we've seen Michael <laughs> Thomas and the saints have done nothing but address the position with heavy draft capital and then a contract to, to Jarvis Landry. So yeah. I don't know. I, you know, He's one of those guys where I'm I'm kind of like if if I probably won't have a whole lot of him this year. And if he hits a home run and he's great and he catches 80, 85, 90 balls, whatever, I'm okay with missing on him. I'm okay with that. I've made my peace with it. I'm okay with it. It seems like you are too. Totally. I mean, what what is he, 28, 29? I mean he's, uh, he's right up there. I'm gonna look yeah. that up right now. Yeah. Um, but Something but yeah, he's not a spring chicken, is 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 your point. Yeah. Um, Michael Thomas is, uh, just turned 29 in March. So yeah. And which is Jarvis Landry's age, uh, as well. Wow. Um, listen, Bob, I, I certainly appreciate you hanging out with me, talking a little fantasy football here on a Thursday afternoon. You're a busy guy. I'm going to let you get back to it. Congratulations <laughs> on all the leagues. You have one. Good luck winning that Thank half you. million bucks in the football yep. guys players championship this year. Don't be a stranger. Let's talk again soon. Thanks, Bucky. See you you Bye. bet. Bob Hoog, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, owner of uh, four, uh, four FFPC uh, league championships. Uh, you follow him on Twitter at Robert under, uh, beg pardon, at Hoog underscore Robert. I uh, do want to remind you too, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to compete against Bob and uh, everybody else in the Football Guys Players Championship, now is the time to do it as the early bird promo is going on until the end of the month. Remember, if you register by June 30th, draft by July 15th, You'll get a free $35 team credit applied to your account. You can do that up to three times as well. The FFPC Best Ball Tournament Grand Prize and Prize Pool has been doubled. $125 could get you $200,000. $35 could get you ten dollars in the inaugural FFPC Superflex Best Ball Tournament. Those uh, drafts, all three of those tournaments I just mentioned, have drafts popping off each and every day. Uh, Dynasty Startup still available. We're going to roll those uh, throughout the next uh, month or two, maybe longer. I don't know. Um, and then plenty of slow live uh, sit and go best ball options all at myffpc.com as well. A uh, million dollars is the grand prize in the FFPC main event this year. It is an industry record. It's an industry first for a season long uh, uh, um, contest operator to offer a million dollar grand prize. You can register for that at myffpc.com. And actually later tonight on this very same YouTube channel or, you know, whatever you're listening to, uh, whatever venue you're listening to your podcast on, Four-time FFPC main event and football guys winner Shane Wigard will join us. Uh, myself, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner Farrell Elliott, uh, and I will interview him tonight at 10-9 Central. Special Thursday episode. Special. We've never done the, the lowdown in the HSFF hour on the same day before, but today is that day. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, everybody. Remember to check out all the great podcasts that Rotoviz has to offer, and remember to register for all your FFPC leagues at myffpc.com. We will see you tonight. Thank you for listening to the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. And thanks to Grapes for our theme music. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz radio feed. It helps us find new listeners. 
contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think and follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 10% discount through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Thank you.